you're listening to Studs, and my guest this week is Blaise Larme. Uh, his latest work is um, part of the 2D Cloud Winter Collection, which is up on the old Kickstarters, and it is an anthology called Mirror Mirror, a collection of, um, I'm totally going to like terribly describe it, uh, but it's excellent, of um, kind of art meets comics um, catalog, I guess, like is... is like contemporary comics art catalog as I've seen um, especially as conceptual as I've seen in kind of general comic milieu um, so it's kind of a pleasant surprise for me seeing this book um, because it really is a lot different than a lot of other people talk about art comics because when people say art comics uh, folks just go straight to Fort Thunder or you know post panterism or stuff and this is a lot different than that this this is a lot more conceptual um and and not riding the same wave so i really appreciate that as well uh blaze work can be found in the alt comics series also from 2d cloud uh it's the uh series of interviews on very nice aristograph paper his most recent solo book is three books which came out year before last or was it last year Three books last year last year um a very provocative uh collection of uh three different works um exploring um well we'll get into it later on <laughs> uh how you doing blaze i'm good or blaze look at me i'm a terrible person i mispronounce everything um now one of the things i was thinking about before jumping into mirror mirror is kind of the lead up for it um and the way because like you have i don't know how many tumblers you have how many what i have tumblers oh mm -hmm. um but one of the ones i was thinking about was um the alt comics tumbler you were doing or i think you're still doing as well as and i'm presuming it was you that put up a best american comics uh pdf torrent uh a couple of years ago and I feel like these are kind of precursors to what you're doing with Mirror Mirror, in a way. Does that make sense? Am I way off base? Well, I mean, I don't know. They, yeah, they fit to a timeline. Um, you mean in the sense of like I'm doing like an editorial kind of curating thing, like I'm assembling a book? Yeah, like... Um, they first in like a gray market kind of way, and now in a more mainstream. Trying well, to be it, it's definitely like editorial curatorial vision of um, trying to put forward a certain idea through a collected uh, assortment of works. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, uh... Well, does Mirror Mirror, um, does that kind of live in its own world, then? Do you... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mirror Mirror, you know, creates a sort of... I don't know, it's like the perfect title, and... It was Rain's idea. 
what was the idea that he brought to you then? Just the title, Mirror Mirror. It's uh, you know, it's like a a closed, um, you know, folded. Uh, you know, it creates its own space. If that makes sense, if you have two mirrors that are uh, facing each other, um, and that's all that exists, like two mirrors. So how does that kind of inform the contents of the book? Well, I guess like the... This need for a comparison is sort of the way it's taken off. Like, it doesn't need any forebearers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't... It's not trying to be the new something, I guess. If that makes sense. Yeah. It just defines a self-defined, you know, hall of mirrors. I guess that's an image we can... We're taking this one mirror to one mirror kind of thing from... You know, it's its own, uh, I don't know, it kind of follows with 2D Cloud as the sort of self-defining, you know, I don't know. Some way of, a third way, way a way out of, like, competition, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, with a larger horizon kind of being the focus. And, like kind of neglecting more immediate details. And also doing things really... Uh, inefficiently. Like, a sort of commitment to just taking time and... just keep running in a sort of intuitive way, I guess. But... Well, let's let's talk about the folks in it, like um, the particular choice in um, how do these artists represent that? Like, what what are the things you're looking for in the work that you got from them? Um, was it just open? Do you have like X amount of pages? Um, you know, like what's that communication you're having with the artists, and how do you choose these as your artists? Um. Yeah, I found out, like, in presenting this book, like, doing the promoting it, I guess, uh, it's sort of like the artist, that's the first information you should have about the book. Like, the title, Mirror Mirror, which says nothing in a perfect way, like, mm -hmm. that everyone tries to do, but only advertising and, like, conceptual art actually pulls it off. Mm -hmm. And so you just have this vehicle, and then you have this thing, and yeah, mirror, mirror, and then the artist. So there's uh, new. I don't know if that's there's Siak. You know, Caroline Hennessy. These are names, you know. Mm -hmm. And 
And then originally the book was just going to be Leslie Weibler and Nicholas Verstraten. And I might be butchering that last name, I'm not sure. Verstraten? Yeah, there's like an A-E-T-E-N thing going on. I don't know if there's any like miles over anything. <laughs> I don't know, just like, I want this, you know what I mean? It's like this thing, it's like if you want... You know, if you if you have the the energy to invest into, you know, if, if you open up this book, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like, I don't know. I have like a, I remember a lot of white books, or that being a thing. Like in a like I'm browsing stacks of books, and there are these, you know, like really nicely bound, maybe just cloth books, just like blanks, you know, and they don't say anything. And more than half the time, they're awful, you know, just because it's it's like a common format. Mm-hmm. you know once in a million times it's like because there's always this promise of this perfect like it could be the most perfect thing in there you know but you know it's also just like I don't know it's weird it's because it's so open it's like this spam kind of uh, haven well, you know, it's like an offshore kind of site I don't know, you know, for, I don't know, yeah. It seems, it seems like you're not quite resolved with it. Um, like, you're wanting to promote the book, because you have the Kickstarter, and um, this is one of the big spotlight books of the Kickstarter, Um really high production quality, high production values. Um, a lot of artists that um, aren't necessarily um, immediate names. There's a couple familiar names. As I was saying before we started, I've been woefully ignorant, unfortunately, in, in new comic stuff of recent. Um, but why, why should folks want to check out this book? What, why should I jump on this Kickstarter? Like, What is this book within the context of comics? What, what is it doing? I don't know. I mean, the answering to that question is, like, the fact of itself. I don't know if that's an answer. I don't know. It's not for me, I guess. It's not for me to say. Or this, you know, I can't say it in this moment. I feel I can say it, just not in this moment. Why? Because it's like the specific context that we're in. Like, I just don't know what your position is. I don't know you that well. But why, why should that matter? Because that's the whole context of what my answer would be. You know what I mean? But this is like, this is, the context of the answer is, we're talking about the book, you're promoting the book, I, I'm asking questions about it, and then I'm going to put it up, the conversation we're having on the internet doesn't get edited. Um, so like, how does who I am change the answer or having an answer? I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's making sense to me.
Wait, what's the question again? <laughs> why should folks check out this book? Why are, why are we pushing it um, okay. by the Kickstarter? Well, see, that's the, okay, that's the thing about the space that I think Miramir creates, where it's this... Uh, there's a word for it. Um, it's like... Uh, it's like when a word defines itself, and so it's it has you know what I mean. It's like this blank, like uh, it's um I don't know. There's a scene of a a movie where this guy tries to remember this word, and then he remembers it. Zero Dark Thirty. Have you seen that? No. He tries to remember what this word is called, because that's how he's describing the situation in Iraq, I guess. Afghanistan, mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know. So it's something you're not quite there with. No, it's just, I'm, it's, it's the space. It's the space that defines itself, and it requires you to orient yourself, you know, to it. It requires this sort of... Uh, Passage through it, you know, I mean, it doesn't lend itself to the sort of, uh, like a narrative of words about this product. You know, it's more of a image-based, you know, based on our, like, meticulous presentations of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's presented as this holy thing. It's not, you know what I mean? It's like writing a blurb for, like, the Bible or something. If that makes sense. So if this is like, like... Yeah, that's all. Just to be treated with a similar sort of... You know, if we could use that word Bible at a, you know, characteristic like a, way. Like you're saying, it, it it's a sacred text? Uh, it's in that mood. You know, it's like you walk into a church, even if you're not part of this faith, if you're in America or whatever, you're like... You know, there's a certain reverence just based on the amount of people in there believing a certain thing and the the whole architecture and the way that's all been, you know, typographed into architecture and everything. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should just move on from... I don't know. If you want. I mean, like, I I do think it's it's an interesting, important book. Um and I hope folks do get the chance to take a look at it. I don't know if we're really convincing them, uh, but I guess we'll leave it up to folks to explore it, and hopefully there's some stuff online that folks can get an idea from. Um, and I, I, yeah. I don't know. Do you want... What do you want to talk about, then? Um, there's a way in which the... Like, our bodies are this... Exist online through images, sort of, that we release. Like, it's an extended body of us. Like, it's like... 
I feel my image of me, you know. You know, that's part of my body. And photography has this, you know, scientific role in that. Mm -hmm. And science is kind of the dominant, you know, source of funding, a sort of presentation. Even like Kickstarter is the sort of startup phase, you know, very science. It's like a startup to big startups, right? Well, it's a key thing that keeps a lot of uh, publishers going nowadays. It's uh, it's an odd thing where... Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's like that's the... It just creates an event, you know? That's like mm -hmm. the necessary part. Like 30 days you have. Like it's kind of a push them, come to shove kind of moment, you know? Like it requires that ending. Yeah. A dramatic ending, usually. Well, it's like... Uh, I mean, one of the interesting things is um, I see a lot of work which if someone, if a publisher just put it out, it could just fall to the wayside, but the whole action of using a Kickstarter to promote something and um, give a readership kind of ownership over seeing it come to life um, gives it a different identity and a different kind of publishing context I'm holding a copy of it um, of mirror mirror yeah you have one right yeah 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 it feels good right yeah it feels like uh, in a way it reminds me a lot of uh, in Vancouver we used to have the store book off which uh, I know they have it in New York and uh, other places. We don't have it in Vancouver anymore. Uh, but it would be all sorts of... Uh, it's all Japanese books. Mm. Japanese language books. Yeah. And it really reminds me of um, some of the Japanese uh, manga art books. Not within the, the visual mm -hmm. sense of it, but as far as like... Well, you know, it's B5, which is a Japanese format. Oh, Okay. Like, nobody does that here. No. It's all, you know, A, maybe C. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of like, in inches, it's like 6.93 by like uh, 8 by 8.9 or something. It just, it, it makes it, you know, you want to round up just to sell the book as like a higher size, but... And I think one of the one of the other things that it makes you think of within that context uh, is it may not be a language that I completely understand or understand at all, but I still um, visually get a lot out of it. Does that make sense? Um, can you say that again? I was saying um, in the context of like some of these Japanese art books, I'll look at. Um, I may not completely understand the language that's written in, but I still really enjoy it um, and kind of get my own experience from it. So what? Yeah. So what's your experience of it? I, uh, in parts, was enthralled in. I just think it's beautiful. It's like yeah. a beautiful thing. 
One of my favorite parts was the um, the pink pages. I forget whose art that yeah, was. That's Hennessy's, I think. Yeah, and that's really interesting. Um, just the weird, like the move. It's like a person movement, but also um, chopped up with this like really bright garish color. Yeah. Um, and it's a good juxtaposition between the two. Yeah. It's just this perfect thing. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like I'm aware of this way now of publishing and like editing that. You know, you can just take people that are doing, you know, thousands of notes and, you know, they'll be able to get the word out and like promote the, the thing you're doing. Like, we have the worst authors for that. Like, Andy Burkholder hasn't promoted anything. Austin just, you know, posted a thing on Instagram yesterday. You know. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Like, uh, and, like, even me. Like, I haven't, I've just reblogged stuff. I haven't, like, made a post saying, like, hey, I'm doing this thing or anything. I don't know. Well, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, right. That's publicity. Yeah, I mean, I'm creating a lot of white space, I guess, right? Well, we've had some white space in the interview. Those quiet moments. Yeah. Are you sitting down? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm at my computer. Relaxed. I've had a chill day. Are you in a, like, a computer chair? Is the desk like a computer desk? No, it's a desk that's built into the wall. Um, it's like probably an old student's desk. Mm, wow. It's an old house. Wow. Old money. No. Rentals. <laughs> so that's even better. Yeah, someone else's money. Um... Now, I'm really curious about Connor Willemson's work in this. Yeah. Like um, did you have any discussion with him in the development of this piece? Or was it just... No, kind of, I think he knew the title, and that was it. He just, so, did all the artists create work just with the title in mind? Yeah. Leslie Weibler's drawing section, I, like, added some stuff from... Before? Well, okay. Leslie Weibler, just everything she did was totally... She does not do any context other than... Like, on the one hand, no context, or like a Tumblr context, like a very informal context. Like, just, you know, basically not a context, but just always practicing. Or, like, a book context. And it's like, if it's not a book, or it's not just her, then it's like... So is this pretty indicative of other work we'd find by her? She's got two works in the book, and she's the only one with two. Uh, and one's poetry, and it's poetry booklets. Uh, possibly, I like Photoshop them. Mm-hmm. 
and the other just uh, pen and ink drawings. Oh, and the first one has another Pantone on it, which is a little subtle thing. Oh, does it? Yeah, it's like a, a dark blue for a couple of the small marks. Oh, interesting. Like the page numbers. That was something she did? Or is that something um, you That was just like in the... Like, she just sent me a packet of these pages. Mm -hmm. And I just... Uh, I just made them so that, you know, because it, it was just like a shortcut, but I mean, you know, she made them as a booklet, so there'd be a recto verso kind of layout across different sheets of paper to get these, you know, so I just tried to like replicate that as if it was on one sheet. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not a, a big egregious like step. It's more just a translation skill in this like text-based work kind of. And yeah, and then she also had these like drawings, like writing drawings, like in blue ink. Mm -hmm. and just, like she just does L and W on this page. And like the W turns into like these check marks. Mm -hmm. it's just her and Nicholas, they're they're both this this lyrical sort of uh I mean that's she's she switched to poetry, basically, incredibly. Like, I don't know anyone else personally who's completely switched the medium she was really invested in. But, like, Leslie, she was doing cartoons, cartooning, or whatever, comics. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, just a year ago, I think, she just completely switched. And now she's moved to a different part of town. She's with poet friends. And she's, she just makes poetry. Uh, yeah, but her, I mean, she, anyway, so it's a lyrical poet. Mm -hmm. That's, I guess there's conceptual poetry. Now I was thinking about this, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I guess, I, you know, when I talk, I just want to talk about, uh, I don't know, I guess I'm like an autistic boy about like my own interests, sort of, like. So sometimes I'll just stay on that track, and if that's not activated, I, like, <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like, yeah, this lyrical, libidinal, I feel like those words kind of, there's something in Mirror Mirror and, like, in representational drawing and especially figurative. I mean, that's that's just such a, that, that Terry's, like, it's just, like, completely engulfed by, I mean, such a marginalized existence, not being in a corporate kind of realm while still being figurative and representational. It's like you're really just pushed to the edge of the wall if you don't want to engage that sort of, like, you know, those mechanisms as much. Like, mm -hmm. If you're trying to not be so, as you said, figurative, literal, um... Yeah. Just like, yeah, I don't know, like that sequence you described, those, uh, with that neon pantone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a scene that would last, uh, you know, six seconds maybe. You know, it's just, I don't know. It creates a weird beat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange beat. Like an off-tempo musicality. Yeah. 
There's also, yeah, I mean, there's an essay in here that talks about mirror. It, it kind of, it's the only big text in the book, and it's like, kind of, it's going off on the title. It's, mm-hmm. it's taking mirror and writing about it as if it was a tampon, sort of. Mm-hmm. And it talks about, you know, these identities, um, names. I don't know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> and there's beautiful images in that section, too. I mean, mm-hmm. the advertisement Naomi. stills. Naomi Watts, maybe? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Some star. Yeah, I can't tell you. I fail at those kind of things sometimes. Be able to figure out who people are. Oh, I see this one. Yeah, that looks like Naomi Watts. She kind of identifies with autism. How? Um, like by identifying. Like, when you say autism, what do you mean? Um, well, you know, a very complex uh, landscape that's, you know, it has this huge political divide down the middle. And, you know, the entire reaction to it is based on that sort of struggle. So just like a very extreme sort of situation. So just for her, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's not, I mean, I mean, here's the, I mean, she hasn't been diagnosed, but it's, it's, it's sort of this question you'd think, you know, you know, it's which side the, the medical industry is going on this. Like, do you want to endorse that as like a verification method? Like, you know, in Pittsburgh, it's just the medical industry, everyone Everyone's like knows someone who's a nurse or a doctor. It's just it's like the new factory. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, there's people that you know it's this complex identity that they have been forced. But it's kind of you know beautiful to see or whatever, you know, to self manage sort of to create online after social, you know, after that. I guess probably in the the blog era, and then you know now kind of maybe still blogs actually, but I mean it's an entirely self-managed kind of like without major funding. You know the two groups are like people with autism and like the parents. And like autism speaks and stuff, that's like the parental like I don't know, it's just I mean when you get that gets you into the dynamics of like the child parent relationship and like children. I don't know. 
when you go into like identity, it's like this black hole. Like you just don't come out. Like there's no breathing. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are just so individual. People are individual. Um, people have struggles. Um, no one's the same. Right, but in this like, truly total mental way too, like. I don't know. I mean, the, there's a lot of value. I don't know if you're, if I catch the gist of your argument. Like, there's a lot of value in appropriate diagnosis as far as like being able to really support people and what their needs are and how to help with um, development. And um, it can be quite a boon in that way. I have a, an audio recording, maybe maybe we could attach that or something. It's, um, I don't think it's, yeah, it hasn't been, it's just been sitting on my computer. What's it of? Um, I read, in at TCAF, I read a, an apology letter to Alvin Bonaventura. And, uh, I don't know, whatever that bar is next to, uh... Oh, the pilot? I can't remember. It's, it's next to the comic book store. Okay, yeah, 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 I know the one. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know, was, I, I started tearing up at one point, for some reason. It was just like I read this apology letter that had been sitting on my computer, like, or you know, it'd been sitting in drafts, basically. It was during the whole Kramer thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe like, a fallout uh, from Kramer's, or oh, no, when you did like the when, like you did I the guess, mini. It's like when he was yeah, it was the mini, right? It was that. Uh, yeah, I guess that was the basic, <laughs> the basic thing. So you have a lot of regrets about doing that at the time, doing the, the mini Kramer's photocopy. No, I haven't really thought of it. You uh, were just felt bad for upsetting. No, I mean. I don't know. That was a weird. That was a weird reading, because I really insulted the, uh, like the host who was there, like the host of the, the person sitting next to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. at the table. Do you find that you kind of get caught up in your own head too often? Um, well, I don't know. I See, I wouldn't describe it negatively, exactly. I don't know. It's interesting. I like the word disability because it's the sort of, it points out this negative thing that's not attached to this culture of, like, you should try to change that. 
or like that's like you know that should be your priority you know as far as mental health goes does that make sense so are you saying that you deal with are you I'm trying to say this respectfully like mental health is something that's a, a part of your life and something that um I don't want to say struggle with, um, but it's a part of who you are. Yeah, yeah. Disability, is that what? Or? I mean, that's up to you to define that. That's not up to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, just... but not, see, I mean, there's this you know, blatant interpretation of that that's from the self-help, you know, kind of perspective that's, like, comes with a lot of stuff, you know? And I'm not... I don't know. I'm, you know, that's interesting, too, but... Like, are you saying that you have had diagnoses in the past, or... Um, no. Think no. This is something that you feel like is a part of you, but not necessarily explicitly stated? Well, I mean, it's sort of explicit. It seems. It would seem. But just saying disability and mental health language. is 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 a wide spectrum. I mean, you can say I have. Everyone deals with mental illness in some context or another um, within themselves. Um, de depression is a mental illness. Uh, anxiety can be a mental illness. Um, it's it's how we are able to filter it through our daily lives and um, what kind of tools we have to cope through that and how that affects us. Yeah, that's a good definition. Does um, how? Within your personal work, because um, I feel like we're, we're veering off yeah, here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, um, that'd be great. Like, one of the things, so, like, I read your most recent stuff, obviously leading up to this and exploring um, various tumblers and whatnot, and we're talking about you and kind of in your head, and for lack of a better term. Um, and one of the things I was thinking about is uh, within the context of three books um, really comes down to me one of the things to think about is it's as male gaze as you could get in a way uh, and I'm wondering about how the role it plays as your own personal um, viewpoint this this is these are blazes blazes eyes that we're seeing things through yeah, well, that's so so weird. I mean, who are those eyes? You know, it's such a weird... When you break down the audience like that, you know, you break apart that solidarity that comes from reading a book where everyone's, like, on the same page. You know, this one, it's very much like if you're a heterosexual male being put in this position, you know, what that reading's going to be like versus every, you know, identity... Combination. I don't know, it's just all very specific. You, you know, and it kind of 
you know, breaks you down into bodies. I don't know, it's, 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 it's also weird just, I mean, this, coming from this, I don't know, there's a, there's a negative way of looking at it, and there's a positive way of looking at it, and it's very, I don't know, I, it's hard to say. I mean, one's kind of more realistic, one's more hopeful, you know? I think that's a related to getting older, maybe. You know. I don't know. It, it just it yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just thinking of the broadest horizon here possible and just thinking, okay, what am I doing in this context? Like you know, what like I you know, I've thought a lot about why did I start this project? You know, why did I shift from I guess basically children, you know, where, you know, for the most part, that whole issue is kind of out of sight, you know, like, like difference, like, you know, not in a positive or negative way, just like difference wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Everyone was in this kind of perfect world of people like themselves or something like this total image, you know, borrowing from anime and... You mean the stuff you're doing with Young Lions? Well, yeah, that in 2001. Mm -hmm. And your USA art? Yeah, which is just 2001, like, sort of in the extended field. Mm -hmm. In a concrete context. Yeah, in an image of, like, a documentary image of a... I mean, getting a camera has been a huge thing for me, like, for my whole practice. Like... Mm -hmm. Yes and no. I mean, it's just... Uh, I don't know. I don't even... Well, one of the things I was thinking about with this book is um, you talked about reading as, as a heterosexual male. Which, yeah. Which Are you? I'm... I am. You know, it's... Okay. You know, I'm, I'm... I heard. But... The, the, the rumors are out there. Um, but it's not erotic work to me. I don't find it erotic at all. Um, it's voyeuristic, uh, but I don't find it erotic. I find it like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't find it, you know, erotic you reading it either. You know what I mean? There's not that connection there between mm -hmm. author and a reader. Where it's like one guy beating off his dick or something and like looking to his friend and being like, hey, you into this too? Yeah, nudge, nudge. Hey, bro, this is great. Like, it's like, you know, all right, I'm just going to... You know, I mean, that's not exactly... I wasn't thinking about that audience, you know, when I wrote that. I just thought about... But also, like, even within the context of um, your introduction to it, where you talk about uh, the different contexts of the work and, and the woman uh, featured in the work uh, and your relationship with her, it's very... Um, puts you on a pedestal where you talk about yeah that. completely and, th and that that kind of goes with like creating this kind of adonis God. identity i hadn't even thought of that actually that's insane <laughs> well it's it's pretty obvious though i mean some of those like where i'm holding this girl like and i'm sitting down and it's like this sort of like you know just dramatic like 
perspective, like Renaissance, like I'm in a chapel almost. It's like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very like, yeah, I'm sitting on a throne sort of like, yeah, it's like a fantasy, I guess. It's like, uh, I don't know. There's like, uh, there's the idea of like the young male fantasy, but there's no equivalent for girls because it's assumed that everything a girl is is fantasy. Well, I think girls have their own fantasies. Yeah, I'm talking about a cultural construction of a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, not that, you know, this force, you know, this sort of, you know, a gender expectation for you. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things you uh, pointed to me before we did the interview is a lot of online scorn and criticism. Um, and you wanted to talk about that, uh, folks calling you a pedophile. Um, yeah, it's just one guy. It's just one person? Yeah. Do you know the person, or is it just... I know a little about him. I mean... You know, it's a specific person. And... He's 30 years old, and I'll just state that. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm being put in this position where, like, you know, this guy's image, he's nothing, you know what I mean? It's like he has nothing to, like, protect. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like, even if no one actually sees this, or, like, the basic response I'm getting is, like, people think it's me. Yeah. I think I'm like, it's like a new project or something. Well, you kind of, um, that doesn't surprise me that people think that. That's kind of the... Yeah, it's just like, it's just, I don't know, it's just like, for me, that's still, I mean, if, if, if this was being done to someone else, maybe, and I saw this from an extreme remove, I might kind of appreciate it, you know, as the sort of just like totally crass, like breaking down like pedophile helvetica caps, like mm-hmm. rapist. And like these two words like being the total brand, you know? Of like a specific person. I don't know, there's always sort of a glee in seeing that. And someone got like just like But the thing is the thing is this guy can't really pull that off because you know that the way we've built up and it's it's really beautiful to see. It, I mean it's just it really is, but just this cultural thing where we can have this sort of embodied response, you know, like, that comes from victims, like victims' voices. This, like, even if it's anonymous, it's this, like, there's, it's this, you know, it's through the text, there's this rhythm, it's like a person expressing themselves, and it's like a person, you know, it's a victim. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this case, you know, like, all it is, it doesn't break down into, like, I don't know, it's just unreadable. So, you know, I don't know. So that's kind of cool, because it just creates this image, you know, kind of. But it's still, those words are so textually, like, heavy. Like, it's still, like, the heaviest. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you're so knocked out by this blow, you, you know, you don't even see, like, the sort of... 
just that it's a pure image. Like, was this no. something you were expecting when you had the book coming out? No, this is not on my radar. One of the things I was thinking about is there are very few cartoonists that get people up in arms as much as you do. Well, um, not literally. Um, I was uh, doing my little research and stuff, and then I came across an old interview that Sean Collins did on the journal. I didn't really read much of the interviews. I tried not to do that, but I was just really surprised by the venom from particular folks. Um, commenting on it. I mean, this is a couple of years ago. Um, but it always surprises me that people get so invested in wanting to knock someone down. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't know, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I how mean, does, yeah. Well, ahead. how does this work within your own creation? I mean, you have... Um, this has been going on for a while, even back before the first time I interviewed you, um, folks, um, really everyone had an opinion about you. Um, and I'm wondering how that goes in, in the work you create, um, coming out with a book that is just your pure you in a way, like three books is, um, this kind of sec sexual objectification of your identity in a way. I wonder if there's like a, you know, I don't know even what I'm saying right now. I'm seeing some linkage. Is there a linkage? Am I making sense? Um, uh, I... I don't know that that you know that book was. I mean, part of it was it was an embodied sort of book. It's like there's no getting around it. Mm -hmm. It's like you're you're between this like you know heterosexual dude and you know that person's behind you, kind of, or like holding the pages for you, and then like you're reading, you know, you're hearing his voice come through you, like such a weird, you know, I'm like whispering and like. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's not pretty. It's not cute. You no. know. <laughs> it's like, it's like, but it's like, I don't know. And it's like, what do you do with that after? You know, it's something that you kind of, you know, it's so easy in, in life to just discard, you know, certain narratives. But this is like part of your work now. This is like a huge... You know, and this project kept getting extended and extended. It was like, especially, you know, I had this thing after one year, and, like, it was this other publisher, and they were, like, they'd given me, like, carte blanche, but they were, like, revoking it once they saw what I wanted to do. And then 2D Cloud picked it up, and we were going to do a different book, and it became that book. And that also got pushed back, like, another year. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I had all this time. There was also this, I mean, the longest period was like a year of just clinical, like cleaning up. Like the first, it was like one, two years of, uh, you know, an on and off, but sort of more libidinal 
you know, whatever, I don't know, cultural <laughs> Dionysian kind of thing. And then, like, this total clinical, like, designer mode. Like, amateur designer. Like, I'm in school. But yeah. still, like, doing, you know, the best I can, like, you know, just trying to create this, like, context through, like, sort of kind of trump just, like, visual mechanisms, like text and Palatino, like, 10-point font. Does this... Does this capture a point in time for you then? Like, is this, um, in it, like, a point of, of your life, just like a snapshot and maybe not reflective of the rest of your life? Uh, no, I mean, it's drawn out. It's like three years. Okay. But... You know, it's one project. It's uh, kind of had its context set out from the beginning. Like, did she know what you wanted to do, the project you wanted to do, as you guys got into this relationship? Who? The subject, the woman in the book, or is it more than one woman? Yeah, it's like three women. Okay, three books, three women. Yeah, I could have, but no, not really. It's more like it's more like one, two, three in the first one. Anyway, the second one's one and three. Yeah. And then the third one's just three. Okay. I guess. No, but then, I mean, those paintings are like at the time of one. <laughs> and, yeah, it's weird. And they're my grandma dying, like, in them. But I don't know if people have looked at the drawing so much as probably just read the text. I think the text is so just like, you know, I mean, it forms this like weird, like, you know, kind of amateur rhyming pattern. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm doing like an R-O-N-B kind of like seducing this girl or something. Um, within the first book, um, you scan in pages from, uh, I think it was like a coil-bound sketchbook. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was really interested in scan the reason to scan the backs of the pages, the marker bleeds. Hmm. I mean, it was a design thing, but with the final book, I don't know if it really turned out that well. I mean, I mean, it you know, it printed exactly as it should have, but somehow. Holding the book in my hands, it just doesn't have the exact thing I thought it would. I think it's because of the borders on the top. I should have just gone full bleed the entire image. Like, that's what I've, I mean, that's, I don't know. I think that's, now that's, like, what I'm doing. I'm just making these, like, aesthetic kind of uh, decisions, like, aesthetic, like, ways to solve a problem. Like, turn it into visual information and work from there. Mm -hmm. Like... When I was doing three books, the entire thing, it was like this sort of, you know, I had my year in 2010, you know? I mean, that's what, like, Frank would say. I don't know. It's like 2010. Yeah, Pittsburgh guy. 
I don't know. It's like that was this time of blog spot and like blogs, bloggers were a thing. And like the internet was like only like people with, you know, a certain amount of privilege, you know, the character of anonymous, like quote unquote, or like capital A. You know, before it was in the news, it was like you understood it was like this white guy, like teenager, early twenties guy that's like you know, kind of libertarian. It's a specific guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, suddenly just the internet, like, when these, like, huge social media channels opened up and everything became social and media, you know, reattached its roots or, like, whatever to, like, the big companies. It just, like, that individual voice got lost. But then this, like, these social voices got found. You know, just all these other people that weren't that white guy, that anonymous guy. Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly they can speak in these collective voices and then we have social justice as, like, the dominant thing. Like, I, I, I mean, it was like it was like a meme, like feminism. Not feminism, but, mm-hmm. you know, macros, I guess. There, yeah. there were memes of this stuff going up. Infectious ideas. Yeah. And, well, no, just... Uh, you know, the specific kind of dialogue that, you know, you'd see 10,000 notes behind one person's statement, you know, and a whole trail of reblogs, you know, saying this, you know, this is what I believe. This is like, read this, I totally agree with this. Like, you know, as a way of having a voice, say, like, front page news, you know, 100,000 people believe that, you know, think this, like, think you should read this, and that this, I don't know, it became this unavoidable thing and I don't know I came from a sort of discourse background like the art was about discourse and you know people having something to say you know that's part of the discourse I don't know if there's a sensational aspect to that I kind of don't even want to think in that term but it gets brought up inevitably I guess Mm -hmm. but just at least discourse this idea came from bloggers (laughs) It came from this earlier idea of a public that suddenly seemed like there was a potential online. That online could be this potential for this sort Hey, Blaze? 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 You're totally cutting out. You know, kind of Greek form, sort of something like intelligence, like thing and now it seems like that possibility is lost and I guess I was taking the first step of trying to adapt that by making this body book like saying this is me like, no longer like I used to have my identity like the chair I tried to maintain that because I wanted you know to be a total image you know so tell me about the importance of having a print uh, edition of uh, alt comics um, and kind of what do you want to get out of uh, the, this print object versus uh, just you know throwing interviews up on the web for people to reblog and fave well you know there's this like there's this print uh, positive kind of culture that you know I don't really want to engage that but mm-hmm. 
at the same time, it's just like, it looks nice. It's like having that risograph cover, it's like, I don't know, it'd be great if there was an algorithm in Photoshop, and I'd be totally down with just using that as the more economical model. But just the way those dots line up and get like rubbed off on the paper that way, it's like really pleasing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just an excuse to have the covers, really. Because, I mean, that's the, that's the whole object, you know? Now the the focus of this book, well, the f- the first one was um, a lot more contemporary folks, um, like talking to Aiden Coke and Sab and Lala, Albert and Leah, Wishina, Wishnia, yeah, um, the latter, and new, um, but this one is more classic. I won't say classic. Classic's a bad term, but kind of. Let tell me about the folks you have in this in the new one. Um. Oh. Okay. Well. I don't know. Someone dropped out, which is always a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mostly just because I like type the whole transcription, and then they decide they don't want to be on it. But. Yeah, Austin, Frank, uh, Christina Tuskova, I think is how you say it. Um, Dylan Williams, Scott Longo, Sarah Carrick. Yeah, Sarah, I don't know, she's like the biggest thing, I think. I don't know. I mean, she's gonna, you know, she'll be like a diva sort of thing, you know. Just in her, she will be, or she is. I don't know. I mean, she is. She is, but you know, I don't know. She can just, I don't know. I guess, you know, diva is that context that can really scale up to a big production, and like, you know, she's not at that point yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just feels good to see that stuff come out. I don't know. I have like a very small network of peers. And you're in Pittsburgh now? Yeah. As well? Do you spend much time with any of the the Pittsburgh scene? Like no. Kiki? No one. I don't know, I saw Frankie for a while. Mm-hmm. Then he just asked me to do this thing for him and was like really adamant about it. I was like, you have to do this thing for me. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I just haven't really talked to him since. But he was like, I mean, in his defense, like he was immediately like, cool. <laughs> yeah. He like accepted that decision. Uh, I guess it just unnerved me a bit because now I don't know where it's like. You know, it's like I accepted, I don't know, I don't know. Just like all these, yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's just an outsized, you know, personality, I think. And, you know, I don't know. He's cool. Mm -hmm. I want to know where you see your work going now. Um, Because as you said, it's been a while 
since the three books was actually done. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I tell my mom like TV Cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm they they have my title now as creative director, which sort of makes more sense. Didn't they have you as marketing there once or something? Yeah, that was the initial thing. Which made this no sense. Ad hoc position, like yeah. I don't think either of those roles ever like design websites too. <laughs> Do like all the, you know. Yeah, it's good though. I don't know. It's it's, it's neat. It's it's you know it comes with this ethical role that's like kind of hard. I mean. Just like with like that first alt comics magazine, like I had falling outs with two of my friends. Like it was a sort of like you know, just based on just these politics involved. Like everyone's like creating their work as like this self presentation. Mm-hmm. And you can fuck it up now because you're in this role, you know, where you present their work and like you obviously have this certain way that's easier for you to present it as, you know, and it might not be as much as their sort of whole project. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the ideal kind of guy, is the sort of total, usually kind of talentless, but, you know, like, I don't know, Hansel or Oldest or something, like, stepping in just saying, like, hey, uh, you're a beautiful child, and, you know, tell me your thoughts about stuff. Just, like, a very embracing sort of, like, give... You know, you define your own platform, and we'll record it, and that'll be our feature with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, it's like, ah, uh, it's just brutal, because I'm just, I have that kind of one train, kind of autistic mind. What do you want to get for yourself out of these interactions, then? If you have, like, specific in mind. It's just, like, I don't know, you're in the social sphere, you know? It's like, you know all these people. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just so complex. Like, and you work now, and, you know, and it's like, there's still this, like, big online, like, we were talking about, like, before we started reporting this whole thing, like, just that work component of the computer and, like, social media and Tumblr, blah, 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 like, it's just like like how the weekends get dead because there's such a work component to it, like to being on a computer. Mm-hmm. It's like these people's like professional careers at the same time as it's their images. Like their mm-hmm. their career is like this image they present, you know, this overall like patchwork like series of images, I guess. You know, I always think of Google search like search results. Those are the uh, you know, the the most you know, based on a consensus reality kind of thing, like the biggest pool of images, like what defines you? That's your biggest monument, your wall, I guess. You know, whatever shows up on there. Yeah. I get it. You know, so I don't know. I have, like, I put something on the back cover and I was like, that was the biggest mistake sort of thing. Like, you know, it was like, it wasn't agreed upon that it would be on the back cover I don't know, that's supposed to be more anonymous. You know, there's all these, like, I don't know, and I'm, I don't know. I try to be, I mean, I'm more hands-off with it, but I'm also more, I don't know. Often I'm more privileged of, like, the people in conflict. 
you come from a place of privilege? Yeah, I'd say that. But, you know, that's also... I'm, I'm using that in a loose, pretty loose way. Mm -hmm. How do you mean it, though? Well, just, I think if you think of my whole career, like, it's just nothing but, like, that's all it can come down to. It's just, like, I had all this time to... I mean, that was the thing. I was time rich. I was never money rich, but it was always just this time. I had time to, you know, to walk everywhere all the time, just to walk for no reason, mm -hmm. to do whatever I wanted, you know. And it, and it was amazing. And it was, you know, now I'm, I'm sort of part-time working class, which is really, you know, I mean, everyone is part-time. That's just, that's part of the class now. It's a weird class to even think about. It comes with, I mean, the people who are working class never think of those terms. I mean, I think do, we're pretty aware. Yeah, I don't know. If you're, like, older, you have a unionized job, maybe. But I don't think, like, young people think, like, working class. I don't think that's, like, a real class thing. Yeah, I don't agree. I think, I think when you know what it take takes to live and what you have to work you you get very aware very quickly even like i have a relative who's like 19 now and starting out in the workforce and very aware of the position that she's in and how that's reflective of age and experience and um how that works in exploitation as far as um what options you have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, because I, I still have this ironic position within it, like, working class, like, you know, but it's, it's, it's like, you know, deteriorating. It's like causing health problems, you know. It's like... But, and, the, and yet, it's so, like, seamlessly, comfortably easy, it's scary. It's like, I don't even become aware of it. You know, just for long stretches, I'm just in this kind of trance of just not thinking. And so it's not a huge, weird thing. Have you been in points in your life, then, where you haven't had to work and stress about money? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's weird, because I always felt myself at the bottom. Like, at this... It was like I was that kind of middle-class person that, like, feeling very close, or, you know, feeling this wall. I don't know, no, I guess feeling this this regular uptake. You know, I've, I've gotten it down to where I'm just, like, I'm on food stamps and I'm living in these, you know, communal queer housing things. And it's just, like, you know, you just kind of live this lifestyle. You put a lot of energy into it. But you do it so that, you, you know, you don't have to work. Mm -hmm. And... If you have, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I sort of have, like, I don't know. I had, like, sort of a small inheritance. Um, I don't know. It was, it was, it was great. <laughs> but anyway, it's created this whole, like, you know, I feel in myself this true, you know, it's a schizophrenic kind of breakdown where it's, like, I'm really this, like, you know, person of, like, 
aristocracy, but somehow my surroundings are like, you know, this working class, you know, documentary style. It's like, it creates this deep, ironic, like, you know, I'm this person and yet I'm not. Yeah. And yet I am. But it's like, you're, you're focused on like a person in the future that you're like aspiring towards. You know what I mean? That's what keeps you going down these like long-term paths. Mm -hmm. So like I've always, you know, so my thing is like I'm doubling down every time. That's like my strategy. It's like, you know, and, and that's the way, you know, it's like lottery tickets or something. I'm just doing, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, for the most part, it's like this, this kind of path to ruin or something like like Walzer or something. It's like you're just going to become destitute or something. But it's like you just will not sell for anything that's, you know, you know, you're not going to accept like a bootleg product or something. So do you take lots of time away from work, from, from like making art? Um, I'm working like nonstop all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Like never not working. I don't, I guess, I mean, I've never thought of the word workaholic. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, that's, I don't think that's a serious word, but I mean, I think it's the name of a comedy show or something. Yeah, it's a stoner show. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I'm just always working. And I don't know if that's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a strange, yeah. It's well, I was, one of the things I was thinking about, because, you know, doing my research and it's like seeing all these photos of you and you never look relaxed. Um, They're always like, photos at conventions and you're kind of like you're there but there's like a look in your eyes where you're just not relaxed or photos at panels and you're kind of like I don't feel like you're relaxed and so I'm like, <laughs> what do you do to relax what, what what at the end of the day like you know do you smoke a bowl do you like yeah marijuana is very I don't know that's a that's a big drug in my life yeah and it goes in these weird rhythms where it'll be, you know, it'll be like, you know, regular nine-month stretches without. And just these periods. I mean, I don't know. Like one time I moved into this house and the previous people were uh, drug dealers. And they left like all their stuff in the garage, like all their shit behind. And they were like, we're going to pick this up like in a month. Mm -hmm. And like two months rolls around. And, like, we're, like, fuck it, and uh, smash the lock. There's all this, like, pot in there, and that just becomes, like, a summer of just, like, someone else's pot every day. That was a wild, that was a wild summer. <laughs> Pot's a funny one because it also, uh, um, you know, you can use it to relax, but you can also use it. Uh, as part of a creative process too, right? Yeah, well, it, it kind of turns everything. I mean, you can become the sort of... I always think of myself as becoming a bigger consumer. And it, like, it becomes like... You're in the state of reverie of everything. Like, mm -hmm. 
I don't know, it, it gives you that sense of hope that <laughs> you need for imagination, for optimism. I don't know. That brings it out? Yeah, I don't know. There's weird, this is, I mean, there's different drug cultures. It's like, I'm a big coffee guy. And, uh, you know, I think most of my work is coffee-based. <laughs> but, like, you know, people go to bars. I don't go to bars, really. You know, I bought a 12-pack two weeks ago, and all the cans are still sitting in it. Like, mm-hmm. alcohol, for some reason, it does nothing. I mean, it does. I get drunk, but it's like, it's not a work drug. Yeah, and it's not necessarily something that you relish in. That you yeah it's, I mean it's great it's great it's a nice social kind of thing but yeah, it's not a daily thing mm-hmm. I don't know the idea of works weird I mean so what you I, said like like you have a weekend I think that's pretty that's interesting it's uh it's important yeah I mean it's a certain do you recognize other people that have the weekend off is that a record to you somehow? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell, right? Everyone's kind of anonymous. Like, yeah. Work clothes aren't this huge. I mean, it's interesting to, to find out what artists do. Like, I know some folks who, who will not work on the weekend and really take that personal time and recovery. And, um, you yeah. know. And I know other folks, like... Hmm. My good friend Brandon, who will work nonstop and only stop working when we physically drag him, uh, you know, out of the city. Um, different people have the different way to keep them going. Is that Brandon Graham? Yeah. He's always drawn. Huh. It's interesting. I mean, he had that, I mean, all those image posts. Does he make those blog posts still? Or it's just... No, I think he just throws stuff up on Tumblr now. Yeah, yeah. I wish he'd do the blog posts. It's just such a different format. Just, it was such a different time. And it's like, it's almost, you know, it's tempting for me to be nostalgic about it. Because it's like sort of this, uh, you know, it's like a, a highlight kind of real thing. But... Well, a lot of people got a lot out of those blog posts. You know, it's... it's uh. I don't think he realizes just how many folks looked at it, but a lot of people cite it as, uh, you know, yeah, opening their guess, eyes to a lot of yeah. things. Sorry, yeah. I feel Go like ahead. this sort of sense of, like Kevin Heisinger said this thing about just not having, not wanting to put forward the energy. It would, like, even the most rudimentary out of the, like, trying to, I guess, just thinking about money. He'll just do everything in his power not to. Or just, like, relax all those muscles that will, like, let him not think about it. And just, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool approach. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's that shooting, it's that lottery ticket kind of thing. It's, like, you know, it's, you don't feel that, you know, that, that sort of stable in it. That makes sense. That which? Uh... You know, you can't feel stable in this sort of uh, environment where, you know, you're just always kind of making these decisions based on 
free time now, like I'm not gonna think ahead about, you know, it's just like right now, it's like in the moment just doing something like, you know, it's like that stitch in time saves nine thing. It's like, if you just put some like more effort into like getting a more, you know, decent job above, you know, minimum wage type thing and you know, you could you could do these little ladder things or whatever, but you're just going to just like completely you know, it's all about the present. It's like right now. It's like this could be a moment. Like I'm not gonna waste this moment doing like future like thinking about stuff. I mean like I think really for me the biggest therapy thing has just been like academic texts. Like this is who people are in this moment. Like reading academic texts? Yeah. On art or yeah, other things? Yeah, mostly on art. But, you know, there are also these in-between spaces. Um, sort of, I guess, you know, fringe, interdisciplinary. And, you know, I mean, there's just... Uh, there, I mean, it's like this form, you know, long form. It's like such a... You can especially appreciate now. And like we were talking about on the internet, I don't know if that was part of that five minutes that got cut out, but that sort of, you know, what what could have been, I guess, just the sort of golden age of like academic discourse online. Like mm -hmm. it's totally democratic. Everyone, it's all peer reviewed. It's just like it could immediately happen. But you know, there's this like J thing, and like these different companies that. You know, have this interest in it. You mean like JSTOR? Yeah. Um, yeah, and what was the one guy who uh, faced jail time? He ended up killing himself. Who released a bunch of academic documents? Uh, at MIT. Oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Real I listened to this story. like. <sighs> it was like this. How to. It was like learning, uh, I don't know, Jason or something on YouTube, like a series of videos. Mm -hmm. It's like learning coding. It was like intro to coding. And it was this guy, over, you know, voiceover, and you, he does everything, and it's kind of good. And then you find out later, like, if you research him at all, like, he was keeping this child slave. Oh, Jesus Christ. Him and his, like, boyfriend, and they were, like, uh... I don't know, they were like arrested by the police and it was like insane. You're like, I've been listening to this guy in my head like for like 30 hours now. But, well, and, then, and then that's the end. He never gets to finish up the series. It's like, you're kind of left hanging. <laughs> uh, what can you do? Um, it's like British people that watch Jimmy Seville for years and years and years and find out he's a horrible monster. Oh, uh, wait, who's that? He's this, uh, like, children's entertainer who revealed he was also a child molester and oh. would, like, go into hospitals and, like, desecrate dead bodies and yeah. all sorts of stuff, just like... I mean, that's fine, in my opinion. It's like... I'm not necrophobic. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like that whole culture that's just... Uh, 
don't know. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. It's just. I don't know. It's just. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we we've we've veered into unknown territory um, here. Yeah, and we I think. Yeah, I think I'm actually gonna gonna wrap us up. Um, cool. To remind folks, I've been talking to Blaise Larme, and his new book is the uh, Mirror Mirror, the first uh, collection from 2D Cloud, as well as Alt Comics. Uh, Go to 2DCloud.com. Yeah, and we should mention your uh, most recent personal book, um, three books. You can find the whole thing online at 2D Cloud. You've posted the whole book, uh, photographed pages. Um, Gigantic images. Yeah, so if you want to make your own version of the book, um, the, the mm-hmm. photos are there. If they get <laughs> written consent from the publishers. Okay. <laughs> or the artist. Yeah, okay, that would do. Uh, good talking to you, Robin. Yeah, it's good talking to you, and um, yeah, I hope to see you again soon. Yep. Yeah.